Well, it's July 5th, but on July 4th, I think we need to celebrate a new declaration. What is it? Also, the Supreme Court and gay rights. Yes, I'm going to weigh in on it finally. And the world population is down. What does that mean for us? More room? Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Happy 5th of July. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel, and never has there been more fake patriotism and ridiculousness in a nation than there was over the last four days. Uh, the July 4th weekend has come and gone, although it's weird that it was on a Tuesday. So here we are on Wednesday, and you're just starting your week, which is kind of means you're going to have a short week, which is good for you, uh, good for me, good for everybody. Hope you enjoyed Monday's show. I really enjoyed putting it together for you. Uh, so, yeah, there was a whole lot of fake patriotism uh, yesterday. All this red, white, and blue, and flags, and flyovers, and the whole thing. And really, the 4th of July is starting to make me want to vomit. Uh, and that's because I fully and totally understand what the 4th of July is about. Uh, and most of America does not. Uh, just to some side notes about the 4th of July, even though it's over now and today is the 5th. Some fun notes about yesterday. John Adams, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, did not celebrate. He was the only American president that did not celebrate the 4th of July. And why, you might ask yourself. Well, because we shouldn't be celebrating the 4th of July either. This is just, it goes to show you how ridiculous the entire idea of it is uh, because America messes everything up. July 2nd. Okay, July 2nd was the day that the Continental Congress met, the day that they ratified this Declaration of Independence. There was no gathering of all the dignitaries in their finery to sign this document. You know, if we really examined what July 4th is about, we'd be sad on July 4th. It would be a day of mourning instead of a day of fake patriotism. Because what it was about was our founding fathers, uh, who many of you, you know, realize were racist and, you know, basically stole a country away from indigenous people. Uh, but our founding fathers signing that document, okay, this declaration of independence to a king, this was betraying England. It was betraying King George, okay? Signing that document meant that everything you own and everybody you love could be taken and or killed. It was treason, the kind that Trump commits. It was treason, but it was treason against the crown. It was treason against King George and Britain. And we act like King George and Britain didn't have people in this country watching over things at the time. They did. And so just going to sign that document and putting your name on it, if they had gotten a hold of that document, if the British had seen the names on the document prior to July 2nd, those people would have been killed, hung. Some of our founding fathers were killed and hung for their participation for signing the Declaration of Independence. So it was ratified, the final signature is put on it and ratified July 2nd. On July 3rd, John Adams wrote to his wife, Abigail, that, you know, July 2nd will be a day for fireworks and celebration and all of that uh, because of what we had done. But 
Thomas Jefferson had to write up a clean version of it to have printed one that, you know, with all the revisions back in the day, they didn't have like liquid paper or backspace delete. If they deleted something or changed something, they scratched it out. So Jefferson took and made a clean copy too, because he had this thing at, at Monticello where he could write uh, and it would make copies, uh, you know, as he wrote. So he made those to give to the printer who then took another day to print 50 copies of it. And so on July 4th, they unveiled it to the masses. But the actual declaration, the actual Congress standing up and saying, we're done, that was July 2nd. So, of course, like idiots, we celebrate July 4th. Uh, <laughs> because nothing happened on that day except the propaganda. That's when they had the document, had it printed, put up copies around the square and went and read it, you know, on the steps. I believe they were where? In Philadelphia? They weren't in, or, you know, they were not in uh, Washington, D.C. They were where the Capitol was at the time, uh, which I believe was Philadelphia. Uh, I'd have to look that up. I actually don't remember. Where did they originally read the Declaration of Independence? Now, in that declaration, and I have done this before, I have read a lot of the things they were angry about and why they were declaring their independence. And if you read a lot of the things they were angry about, it's what the GOP and MAGA stands for and what they want to continue to do. Okay? Our founders would declare their independence from MAGA if it were modern-day times because... King George was not doing what he needed to do to effectively run the territories, the colonies. He wasn't behaving in the colonies' best interest. First of all, he had, I believe it was pleurisy. He was out of his mind for a while, uh, so he could care less about the colonies. Uh, but second of all, he wanted things to go a certain way, and the colonies wanted them to go another. The colonies were paying taxes, but they weren't represented in Parliament over in Britain. So they didn't really have advocates to help, you know, get what they needed. They didn't like that. Taxation without representation. How many of you pay taxes and feel you are adequately represented by Congress? How many of your Congress people right now would put their name on a piece of legislation that risked their lives, their family lives, and their family fortunes? How many Congress people today would risk their wealth and their health for a piece of legislation, which is what the Declaration of Independence really was, for a piece of legislation today. How many? None. Not one Democrat or not one Republican would sign a document that in doing so could risk their lives or their fortunes. They just wouldn't do it, which is why we're in the situation we're in today, because we have gutless wonders up in Washington, D.C., who stand for pretty much nothing. So they fall for everything. Now, in this declaration, immigration was addressed. They didn't like the way King George was ignoring the immigration problem. But it wasn't that too many people were coming in. Not enough people were coming in, and they had no way to naturalize them effectively. So they were mad about immigration. They were mad that King George was holding meetings and having courts convene and rule about the colony and they didn't know where these meetings were. They didn't know what these courts were doing. They didn't have a say. 
They were mad at most everything that progressives or liberals are mad at today. Because our government, once again, is like the government of the colonies. It is in gridlock, and we don't have adequate representation because we're not millionaires or billionaires. And so most of the grievances of the Declaration of Independence could be made today. And who would we be declaring ourselves free from? The tyranny. And it says in there that we have the right to do it again. It says in there that, look, you shouldn't do this willy-nilly. You shouldn't go around declaring your independence just because you don't like the government. You know, oh, I don't like this government. I'm going to do No. But when a government fails the good of the people, you know, when a government is not serving the people that it governs, it says right in that document that it then becomes incumbent upon us to scrap it and start a new one. That's what it says. Read it. I have. Many times. You know, in this document, it said, look, if your government's just not working, you know, adequately, you can fix it. But if your government has completely and totally let you down, and if it appears there's just no way to fix it, then you got to get rid of it. And you have to institute a new form of government. And that's what the Declaration of Independence was about, saying, look, the government as it's set up with King George over there and the parliament over there and little representation over here and all these laws that don't get, take into account the actual situation of America or the forming America, we have to, it has to go. And we have to have our own government. You know, they built a country from scratch. They didn't even have a currency at the time other than the British pound. We act like the problems of America are just too hard to fix right now, from gun violence to whatever. Think about what they had to do. All right, when we come back, the Supreme Court's been busy, screwing a lot of people. We're going to talk about it talk about how it's time to do away with the court in this current uh, status, which we can do. Why? Because of the other documents, the Constitution. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Cast app free at the app store of your choice now. So the Declaration of Independence listed the grievances and that we needed to start our own government to solve it. Once we declared our independence and then had our fight for independence, the Revolutionary War, once that was over, we needed a roadmap. The roadmap was the Constitution. And the Constitution was supposed to be changed every 20 years to keep up with the times. It has not. The Second Amendment should be repealed. Look what happened over these last few days. All these mass shootings. Philadelphia, Fort Worth, five dead here, four dead there. You don't even pay attention to them anymore because you just, you know, it's like life in America. That's the way it is. If you go outside, you could get shot. So the country's not working. If we had the guts, we would declare our independence from MAGA, from Trump, from the GOP. But we haven't. 
And meanwhile, in the Constitution, it prescribed a court, the Supreme Court, the only court that it actually says has to happen, to interpret the law, to make sure they're constitutional. Well, that sense has long, that's not their job anymore, because if they followed the Constitution, they wouldn't be issuing the rulings they're ruling. They're following their ideological interpretation of the Constitution. They bend it to suit their needs. Case in point, a web designer who was never asked by a gay couple to do a website for weddings. We now know the document in the case is fake, that no gay couple approached this woman to ask her to do a website. But she was so terrorized that one might, she sued for her right to not have to serve the gay and lesbian community. And a right-wing MAGA organization funded her lawsuit, took it all the way to the Supreme Court, and she won. For the first time ever, the court has said, you don't have to serve everybody if you're a business. It's called public accommodation law. If you are a public business, the laws up until now have said, you have to serve everybody. You can't just say, I'm not going to serve blacks, I'm not going to serve whites, I'm not going to serve interracial couples, I'm not going to serve gay people because they offend me, or they might make me say something that I don't want to say. That's how she won this lawsuit, on her First Amendment right. Doing the website would convey a message that she doesn't want to convey, and therefore they're infringing upon her freedom of speech not to speak, not to have a message conveyed. By that logic, you, gays could certainly stop serving any MAGA or right-wing people at all. Any restaurant could. Any store could. Any store could say, you know what? If we serve people who basically are traitors to the nation, it might force us to say something that we don't want to say as a company, and therefore, we're not going to sell them goods. A gay person could say, that heterosexuals go against their religious belief and therefore they don't want to work for them. This, I mean, under this ruling, that is completely possible. Gays could start to discriminate against straight people or businesses could start to discriminate against anyone in the GOP or MAGA based on the fact that it would make them say something they didn't want to say by serving them. They would be saying they condone their actions. They would be saying they support treason or suborn pre treason if they help these people. So technically, under this ruling, you can find a reason to discriminate against almost any group, legally. They're just using it for the gays. Now, when it first came out, a lot of gay people were mad at the Supreme Court. I'm not mad at the Supreme Court. I'm mad at Congress. And I'm mad at every gay person and every Democrat that gives the Democrats a pass for not enacting legislation that already protects gays, like the Equality Act, which has been sitting around forever. Congress is the one to make the laws, not the Supreme Court. And yet Congress and Congress people, meaning the House and Senate, rely upon the Supreme Court for the heavy lifting so they don't have to do it. 
It was not Congress that integrated schools. It was the Supreme Court. It was not Congress that allowed white people and black people to marry. It was the Supreme Court. The Loving case. You can go through and find these landmark cases that legalize things that Congress should have already legalized, but they didn't. Why? Because this way they don't have to say that they voted for it. They can say they support it and that they're all for it, but then if someone says, well, you legalized abortion, they say, no, no, the Supreme Court did that. Well, you legalized same-sex marriage. Well, no, I support their right to marry, but I didn't vote for it. They get to talk out of both sides of their fucking mouths. And I am sick to death of gay people acting like Democrats are their best buddies. Sure, they're better than the GOP. But what have Democrats actually passed for gay people? Well, someone said they just passed the Respect for Marriage Act. And I said, yeah, and what does that do? Well, it grants same-sex marriage. No, it doesn't. It says that when same-sex marriage is repealed by the Supreme Court, and that's going to happen in the next session, that when same-sex marriage is repealed by the Supreme Court, that states where marriage is illegal again will have to recognize marriages performed in legal states. That's all it says. It does not guarantee that in all 50 states, gays and lesbians will still be able to get married because Congress has never passed a law to say so. Congress could pass a law right now that says abortion is legal in all 50 states, period, end of story. But they won't. And why? Because Democrats always claim two things. A, they'll claim we don't have the numbers. We don't have the votes. We don't have a majority. Give us a majority and we'll do this and we'll do that. And then we give them the majority, like under Obama, and they still don't do it. In fact, they had no problem under Bill Clinton passing two anti-gay laws the Defense of Marriage Act, and Don't Ask, Don't Tell. They got those right on through, passed right away. It took decades for them to repeal them. Democrats in the House and Senate should have been protecting a woman's right to choose, should have been protecting gays and lesbians from workplace discrimination, from discrimination from people wanting to serve them. Instead, they talk about it, blah, 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 and leave it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court that Democrats should have expanded to 15 members. The Supreme Court that several members should have been impeached by the House and Senate, which is there, it's within their power in the Constitution to do so. Clarence Thomas shouldn't be sitting on any bench except an unemployment bench. None of them. Cake, n- none of them. There's only like three that should stay. Why? Because they didn't lie. All three Trump appointees should be thrown out. He was a criminal president, and they all lied under oath about Roe v. Wade. Impeach them. Throw them off the bench. But no, we let them sit there for life. Put term limits on them. But no. Congress could put term limits on the Supreme Court. They haven't. They could expand the court to 15. They have not. They could impeach people on the court. They have not. Congress could make laws protecting gays, protecting women, protecting these, these you know, interracial marriage, protecting all of that, putting it on the book as a law. They do not. And Democrats say, oh, and if we did, it'd be challenging. It would go to the Supreme Court. Well, then why are you fucking there? Why are you there, though?
If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. You know, I got a little worked up there. And, you know, and I'd like to thank Metro Weekly, by the way, out of D.C., Metro Weekly. You can go to MetroWeekly.com. They've been running my editorials now in D.C., in a LGBTQ magazine and online. Uh, and that's great. And my next one is about how gays for so long have just loved the Democratic Party because they're not the Republicans. They're not as bad as the Republican Party. So it's the only party that we can gravitate to, but then we don't demand they do anything for our votes. Oh, they march in our parades and they, you know, the only person that's really done stuff is Gavin Newsom. He actually did things that were dangerous, like granting marriage licenses in San Francisco when it wasn't legal. But at least he did something. You know, he told me once, because I got mad at him for doing that, because I said, well, then there was this huge backlash and we had these debates on TV, and he shut me up once backstage by saying, uh, well, Carell, when is it ever a good time to stand up for what's right? When is it a politically good time to stand up for what's right? And he's right. There never is a politically good time to take a stand. And Democrats, they just fail the gay community on every level all the time, and yet all we do is praise them because they talk a good talk. You know what? Show me the results. Well, you can get married now. That's not because of Democrats. Obama did not put that into law. He didn't sign that law. The Nancy Pelosi did not sign that law. The Supreme Court, the Ogerfeld case, that's why we have gay marriage, not Congress. And the Supreme Court giveth. And now we find out they take it away. Now they want all colleges to be white again. They've taken away affirmative action, something that Clarence Thomas himself benefited from. He now voted to strike down. And MAGA has been so good with their message that now a plurality of Americans believe that race should not be a factor when you're applying for a college. Those people that think that are white. And so the Supreme Court is now setting us back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years because Congress refuses to do its job. No wonder the birth rates are falling all over the world. You know, I was watching NHK World uh, yesterday on the 4th of July. I didn't do anything on the 4th of July. I literally sat in the house all day because it was 107 degrees. I didn't do anything. I ate from no butcher, and I just sat home alone all day. And, I mean, I'm not saying that to for you guys go, oh, poor Carell. It's just Steve didn't want to go out. He didn't want to go do anything because of the heat. Most people here in Vegas didn't want to go like out in the world and do stuff because of the heat. And, you know, I've done a lot of the stuff that's for, you know, it, it, that you do inside. So, you know, we just sort of stayed home and worked on some websites and, you know, prepped the show and all that. Speaking of the show on Friday, Jackie Joyner Kersey is going to be here. Uh, five-time Olympic medalist, three of them gold, six-time, six-time Olympic medalist, uh, three of them gold. She's going to be here to talk about children and her children's books. So it's appropriate that today we are talking about the decline for the first time in China since 1963, 
their population went down instead of up, and it went down by 850,000, and they're freaking out over there. They're, they're freaking out. People are not having kids. The world fertility rate has dramatically dropped. The United States, uh, we are, our birth rate is dramatically dropping. People are not having children. And they were examining why on the news. And they came up with a couple reasons. First of all, they said economics. It's just too expensive. And there are not enough public accommodations to help parents with kids. In China, uh, for, from zero until graduation, it cost about $100,000 U.S. In America, it cost about a million. And we don't have daycare covered by the government. We don't make it easy for parents to work and have children. And we shouldn't. I mean, we should actually pay people to stay home. In other words, if kids are so important to the world and everything is for the children, then there should be a national salary so one parent could stay home. Raise your own damn kids. Make schools safer. Make it safer for kids in the world and maybe people would want to bring their child into the world. But look at the world right now. Would, if you are of childbearing years, would you want to bring a kid into the world right now? The hottest day on record was recorded on Monday of this week ever in the history of the world. We are heating up globally. Nobody seems to care. Our food is going to start running out because of the weather changing. No one seems to care. Is this the world you'd want to bring a kid into? Obviously not, because less and less people are. Another reason they cited was selfishness. A lot of people are into their lives and their careers right now. They don't even want to get married. Marriage is on the down. Why? Because they all want to just do what they're doing. They want to be themselves. They don't want a wife or a husband. They don't want children. They don't want the responsibility that comes with that because they feel they've got enough just trying to be themselves. That it's hard enough to just have their own little place to live, have enough income for them to get by. People are not encouraged to go out and share their lives because they feel that they can just keep their life, that's all they can handle. They can't handle a wife or a husband, children. It's too much. In today's world, it's just too much. So we have the economy. Parents are like people said, look, we can't afford to have a kid. Then we have selfishness. People saying, I like my life. I like to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I do not want to have to be tied down to a child for 18 years. Or even to a husband or a wife. And then we have pessimism, the, the, the idea that the future is not a bright enough place to want to bring children into it. And so the birth rates are declining. And there's nothing really being done that I see that's going to change that. How do we make it more comfortable for people to bring children into the world? How do we ease the burden on people who may want to procreate, you know, financially, socially? How do we instill in them optimism that the world is going to be a great place in 20 or 30 years for their kids? Uh, we can't.
we can't. And so subsequently, nature is taking over. And what I, what I mean by that is humans appear to not be a very good species. I hate to say that out loud, but we appear to be greedy, self-centered, narcissistic. We appear in, in mass to not care about the planet, to not care about each other. And as we grow more and more distant, even though we're more and more connected, we don't want to bring more life into the world. And I think it is selfishness. I think people are just, you know what? All I can take care of me and my life and my world, I can't take care of anything else. I can't be responsible. I'd love to hear your comments on it. Put them down below. I am Corel. Be who you want to be. So don't hurt anybody. We will see you on Friday with Jackie Joyner-Kersey. So don't miss that show. She'll be the whole show on Friday. Jackie Joyner-Kersey, Olympian. How exciting. Hey, it's Corel. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so the love don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.